Hello, and welcome back to the Lost Legends of Scadrial Mistborn Adventure Game Podcast. I'm your host and narrator, Trevor, and with me I have the rest of the well-roasted dusters. Hello, I am Lena, and I play Belladora Wild. I'm Zach, and I play Finnegan Bowman. Hi, I'm John, I go by Clovermite Online, and I play Clytus Logan. Uh, let's jump back in. Uh, everybody has left New Saren, and the rest of the journey to the uh, Clytus Ranch uh, passes by fairly uneventfully without anything happening. Um, you're getting out into the legitimate roughs now, and so um, there's not even necessarily a beaten path for you guys to follow. Um, you know, it's just Clytus kind of pathfinding to go to this place that's kind of tucked out of the way and um, is sort of... Uh, so not not necessarily like intentionally secluded, but um, it, it's tucked away behind a mountain um, in a little clearing. And so you guys make uh, make your way to the Clytus Ranch. And John, did you want to describe the Clytus Ranch? Yep, yep, yep. So you know, for a good mile or so leading up to it, you see lots of green grass. But the closer and closer that we get to the ranch all the grass starts like thinning out into patches and you see a lot of like the the brown dirt poking through and it's actually like just behind the crest of like the top of a hill so coming up to it you actually have no sight you have to know what you're looking for and just as you crest the top of the hill then you see the ranch down on the other side and again we're seeing even more sparse grass and straight ahead, you see what what kind of looks like a very uh, old-fashioned pre-Catasandra plantation. Almost, it's um, it's a it's a very uh, expansive building. You know, not quite a mansion because it's only kept to a, a single story, um, but it's very large, and you can see the influences from that. Uh, except it's, it's, it's also got like that rough's influence. Uh, and you can, you can see to the, the left of the, the actual main building is a very large, um, fenced in pasture. It's, it's like the very, uh, low key style fences where it's basically two beams of wood that are being stretched between multiple posts. So it, it's not a particularly strong looking fence. But the cows inside seem particularly placid, so that it's not too big of a deal. But you see a lot of cows. More cows than it seems like would really be supported by the amount of grass that you see. And then um, kind of further behind the back of the main building, there's, there's like you, you see the faintest sort of trail towards like this cave in the background. And there aren't many trees, but you do see a couple sprinkled here and there, most notably some apple trees, which, uh, you know, there's a few apples that have kind of, um, you know, just left laying in the ground, rotting a little bit. And, um, oh, I, I forgot there's, there's a barn, um, like almost halfway between the, the trail and, the the uh the, like the main building in the cave uh to to the left of the trail so it's it's kind of like oriented um towards the pasture but it also has 
what almost looks like a steeple. So it looks a bit like a mix between a barn and a church. And, and if you pay attention closely, you can, you can see like this sort of, um, line that kind of jaggedly goes through the top of the roof, dividing it in, in half almost. Um, and it, it looks kind of like they fit together like puzzle pieces instead of just being a single solid roof. Well, welcome home. Kind of. It's been a while since I've been here. Midas, who'd have thought you'd have access to a place this nice? Well, I'll just say that my late great pappy did well for himself. They sure did. And he guides everyone to where to tie up the horses. What are those? What are what? The, the, the white things with the brown spots on them. Cow- Finn, you've never seen cows before? Ain't you never had milk? That's a cow, my friend. I mean, I've had milk, but I've never seen where they come from. Well, you're looking at where they come from, my friend. Welcome to the land instead of the sea. I grew up in Ellendale. They don't have these kinds of things here. There. Uh, That's a good point. I forget you're just straight from the city. Well, we got our bulls kept a little bit further out of the way, because they get rowdy, and this fence isn't enough to handle them, but maybe we'll show them to you later. How how close are the apples in the trees? Um, I'd, I'd say that we would pass within, like, walking distance of them. It's kind of like on the way to the house. So if you wanted to, like, strike out at them at some point while we're, like, sauntering towards the barn to... To put our horses away, then you know, do, you'd do, have a chance. Uh, so Finnegan's kind of looking like he's he's not a country bum by any means. So he's looking at the apple tree and he's kind of like looking at Clytus, and then he's looking at the apple tree again, and he's like, um, "Hey, uh, Clytus, uh, if if I take one of those apples, do I have to pay for it?" Um. As long as no one catches you, you're fine, but I wouldn't eat any of the ones on the ground. The ones in the trees aren't quite ripe yet. Maybe I'll hold off on that, then. <laughs> Probably a good idea. These things get worms. You let them stay on the ground for too long, so we tend to just leave them there let them fertilize a bit. Lord knows this place needs it. I guess I should say sur- Survivor knows this place needs it. Uh, quick interjection. I don't want to interrupt too much when you've got great RP going, but um, do you stop one of the farmhands or like announce yourself in any way, or are you just kind of coming in and doing your own thing and ignoring everybody else? <laughs> I think Clytus is going to come in doing his own thing and ignoring everybody else. Uh, okay, so give me a spirit roll. So that means sneaking up on the first NPC we find. Nothing. Okay, uh, go ahead and keep going with your scene. All right, yeah, so, so Clytus is just leading up to the barn to, to hook the horses up. If, uh... but, but, assume, but assume the apples are ripe. Okay. So, like, can someone just, like, walk up, take it, and start eating it? Like, is that, that's okay? Traditionally, no. No, uh, 
If you were working here as a farmhand, you would be fired quite, quite rightly quickly. Luckily, you're not a farmhand, Finn. Just don't let my cousin find out. He won't be happy. <laughs> I mean, last time I got, last time I got in uh, trouble for stealing was a couple of apples from a vendor. My mom swapped me so hard, I could feel it for weeks. Well, if that's your luck there, Finn, I would not suggest attempting to press it here. <laughs> it's, it's a well, weird having him out in the open like that. He's stolen a lot since then. He just hasn't gotten in trouble for it. <laughs> yes, but was it apples? It was not apples. I mean, maybe somebody brought an apple into the bank that day. Uh, okay, so as you guys are um, in there taking care of the horses, um, as you walk in, one of the uh, stable hands is in there and looks over and notices you, Clytus, at the front and kind of like gives a little like oop and then um, heads towards the side door and exits the barn. What's through that door? The barn slash church. Well, he would he would be exiting like the barn itself to the oh. outside. Oh, he's coming in. I thought you said he went back into the, the door. No, he was in the barn, and then as you guys come in, he left it. All right. Well, yeah. I mean, we we sidle in and just tie up our our horses in the appropriate stalls. All right. Uh, where are you headed to next? Oh, I'm I'm sorry. I'm going to lead everyone uh into the main house proper. Okay. Um I think that as you arrive there, um you see that um same stable hand open the front door of the house and um hold the door for um another man that you recognize as your uh cousin Desmond. Um and then um do you want to describe him or should I take that over? Uh you go ahead. I haven't thought too closely on Desmond. <laughs> Um, Desmond is a very, very dark blue, uh, tinged, coloss blooded. He is, uh, quite large. Um, he is also in his 50s to 60s, right around Clytus' age. Uh, but he looks a lot more world-worn. Um, he looks very, very tan. Um, his skin looks like he, uh, you know, a good, not not even just tan, but kind of leathered from the constant, um, in the sun working, um, in the fields and such. And um, he's got more of a uh, country look than a cowboy look. Um, he is wearing overalls and um, just very much like if uh, Clytus was a rancher instead of a cowboy. That's how this man looks. And he, uh, as he steps out, he steps to the front of the porch um, just as you guys reach the bottom of the stairs. And he crosses his arms. Uh, as he looks down uh, towards Clytus and then spits out the side of his mouth uh, onto the steps. And he says, You know, I expected you to come back here one of these days, but uh, didn't expect you to bring outsiders with you. Then again, you were never one for following the rules, were you, Clytus? And Clytus just beams his his best, like, charming kid with his hand caught in a cookie jar smile. Come now, cousin, it's been a long time since we've seen each other. Surely we can have a more friendly greeting than that. And Clytus puts his arms out for a hug. You know, uh, you always were thinking more, uh, more highly of uh, this relationship than there was. And, uh, you know, being gone as long as you have hasn't tempered my resentment for you leaving me here with all the work and 
none of the benefits. Now you come oh. in here with outsiders and enemies when some of our family don't even know where this place is. You want me to give you, what, a handshake, a hug? What is it that you want here, Clytus? Why shouldn't I just kill you and your friends for breaking the rules of the organization? Clytus' smile drops and his hands go down. Cousin, I'm on business. My friends and I here need to lay low a bit, and uh, <clears throat> as far as rules go, I don't think you're within the rights to do that. You know, one of these days, you're going to do something, and it's going to cost you big. And I just hope I'm there to see it. Do whatever you want. Just don't get in my way and don't make a mess. And uh, he's going to stomp down the stairs past you guys and head out towards the uh, the fields and the, the barn. He's telling us not to make a mess. He's the one talking and spitting all over his own ranch. <laughs> don't mind Desmond. He's, his heart's in the right place, even if his words aren't. Come on, let's get y'all settled in. Show you to your rooms. And Clytus waves down one of the stagehands and uh, asks him to help with the luggage. Stagehands. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, farmhands. I channeled uh, Tony for a moment. A farmhand exits stage left. <laughs> Clytus whistles at him. <laughs> uh, so what's the general plan from here? Um, do we want to go through you guys settling in or, um, do you guys want to have like a, you know, a powwow now that you're here to discuss what comes next? First and foremost, Finnegan would like to find an apple tree with ripened apples. <laughs> uh, give me a spirit roll. It's three, right? Uh, you have a spirit of four. Oh, I have a spirit of four. Okay. Spirit of four. That is twos. Okay. Um, right as soon as you grab a ripe apple and pull it down from the tree, um, you see from around the corner of the barn, uh, Desmond appeared up here, and he looks over at you, and you're able to stuff this apple back into your pocket right as his eyes kind of narrow, and he's staring at you, and he says, Get away from those trees, boy! Uh, you you got it, Mister Mister uh, Clytus's cousin, sir. Sorry for the inconvenience. You you top of the morning and all that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm gonna I'm gonna say Clytus was in the middle of settling in while that was going on, so he didn't see any of it. Yeah, I imagine that like Finn kind of doesn't care to unpack, and uh, he just went to explore his new environment. Is how I'm imagining this. Yep, that that's pretty much how it went. Never seen cows, apples. Uh, Bella, what are you doing? Be Bella went the opposite way. She immediately started unpacking everything and um, went in search of a very long, very hot bath. <laughs> okay. Uh, so I imagine this as um, this is like one of the few times that Bella uses her allomancy. And she finds the nearest uh, stagehand. And um, <laughs> you did it too. Him a little bit of riot to make him feel a little more helpful. And it's just like, uh, if you want to RP this, go ahead. But just asks him to help her find a bath and like a place to get more comfortable. 
Like, yeah, I imagine probably... that this is now Bella's ranch in her mind. <laughs> yes, this is far less, far less kindly asking for somebody to draw her a bath is just like, hey, you, I need a bath drawn now. <laughs> okay, so you're ramping up the fear and the intimidation. <laughs> Let, let's make this a rioting roll. All right. How long has it been since I used my rioting for real? I mean, it is the one stat that you have the best at. <laughs> yeah, I just so rarely actually need it. But uh, Bella cares about her bath. Like, this is, this is, I, I think she, Bella would use her alamancy for this. Yes, that was fives and a nudge. <laughs> she really wants to um, bath. I, I will say that, like, for the duration of your stay here, you have basically, um, We'll say that, uh, it, would she be interested in having, like, a quote-unquote chambermaid? Yes. Yeah, so, uh, you, you find a female, uh, servant in the house somewhere, and you have now appropriated that servant for your own needs. Sorry, Desmond, this is my ranch now. <laughs> and what is Clytus up to? So, while, uh, Finn's getting into trouble, and Lena's taking over the place... Clytus, after he finishes, you know, unpacking some things, seeks out Desmond to have a private conversation and kind of uh, calm the nerves that he knows that he's trampled on a bit. Um, you find Desmond um, in a field where he is, um, we'll say that it's uh, store towards the uh, middle of the season, and so he's just kind of uh, weeding in some areas and like checking for pests and checking on the health of the different crops. Um, uh, working with a couple of other uh, farm hands um, in this particular section. Okay. And uh, I want to move to side chat for this. Clytus has to keep his reputation and <laughs> let people think that he owns the place, even when he has to kiss an ass. Sounds good. Entering private chat. Hello, cousin. What do you want, Clytus? I I know you're not happy to see me, but uh, we didn't we didn't have too many options. And do you do you know my current mission, Clytus? You know how compartmentalized everything is. No one's supposed to know that this place even exists. Why would they tell me what you're off doing? You know about pinch? I don't know anything about a pinch. Like it sounds what. I, I, I am here and I take care of the <sighs> Okay. You know about, you know about the archives though, right? They let you know that, didn't they? Clytus, I don't know how you've gotten as high in the organization as you have to, to know the things that you know, but I'm thinking from what I've been told that maybe there are things that you shouldn't be telling me. And I don't want to get dragged into business where my neck is on the line, because you don't know how to be happy with the things that you were given. Alright, fair enough. Well, what I would say is go ahead and check in, and you'll see that I'm on the up and up here, but uh, we, we found ourselves in need of a place to hide, and I thought this would be a good opportunity to bring them in a place where, let's say, our options for extracting information were... Far more expansive, if you catch my drift. 
I'm, I'll send a messenger out, and I'm not going to get in your way, Clytus. You're right. Technically, you're my boss, and I don't have the authority to challenge whatever it is that you're doing here. But we're still not square. You and I both know that this ranch should be mine. I'm the one who's cared for it. I'm the one who's here. And I don't think I'm ever going to forgive you for that, Clytus. I suppose that's fair. Especially after what happened to Marcus. I deserve that. Well, I'm I'm certainly not going to be winning any favor this this particular time moment in time. I'm uh, just taking care of business as usual. Appreciate your hospitality, Desmond. I know it's hard on you. Like I said, just don't get in my way and don't make any messes. Your quarters have been left just the way you like them. I didn't take your room or anything like that. I'm happy with my uh, my accommodations, and I'm sure you've got your guests all set up too, so. I appreciate it. He tips his hat and then kind of slinks off. Back to the rest of the group. Um, he uh, just kind of mutters under his breath as he shakes his head, um, and then uh, squats down to start caring for the next plan. Meanwhile. Oh, they left us. Okay. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> so now the plan is that we have to come up with all of this, like, really good, really funny content that um, Trevor will be able to. Uh, uh, I, I mean, they can't. They can't role play it for us. No, they have to. They have to go to their own little channel and <laughs> talk it out because oh god, plot devices. Yeah, it's top secret. Super secret character backstories. Finnegan's just like, man, I'm a I'm a dock worker and I want boats, man. That's, that's <laughs> meanwhile, it. meanwhile, Bella just broadcasts her entire messy family dynamic to the entire world. But no, Clytus has to keep the secrets. That's because that's because that's that's totally what. <laughs> Entering public chat. They return. We have oh, returned. I can't wait to listen to what you guys were talking about. Uh, that was not much. <laughs> yeah. There's usually something, though. <laughs> it's more fun when I leave John behind because his instinct is to shit talk. Oh, that's true. <laughs> yeah, it was mostly just making fun of Clytus for not airing his dirty laundry in public like everybody else does. <laughs> Say there's always at least some good nugget <laughs> when someone runs off. <laughs> uh, let's advance time a little bit to uh, later that night and um, everybody's kind of congregated back in the manor for uh, dinner after um, whatever errands that you wanted to take care of um, Finn, does does Finn get on any other farm adventures in the meantime? I, I think he'd like to see how milk is made <laughs> um, it's too late in the day for uh, you to see what what how milking works. I think. Okay, <laughs> like just just going based off of like how much traveling you would have had to do. Like milking is usually done pretty early in the morning. He he probably uh, he he might do some cow watching then. Just kind of like just kind of like because I mean city slicker never seen uh, never been out to the country all that much. Just like cows. <laughs> Finn just has a has a nice day watching cows. Um, how does he feel about the smell? Because I I feel like he's used to some pretty strong smells. I mean, but in the other direction. 
I mean, uh, I mean, docks are also horribly smelly. So I'd imagine it wouldn't really, it'd be a different smell, but it wouldn't be a smell that would like cause any kind of reaction out of him. I don't think. Yeah. I think, uh, I think Finn just has a really nice relaxing time. He gets talking to one of the, uh, one of the farmhands and, uh, asks about like getting milk. And so, um, you have the option of like getting up tomorrow morning really, really early to see how it works. Like a child on a field trip. Yep. First grade field trip. <laughs> Yay! Um, any other scenes for either uh, you, Lena, or you, John? I think Clytus would be taking a nap. I think Bella's just bored stiff. This is so <laughs> not her scene. This is, like, she has nothing to do here. She spends her entire evening just, like, trying to gossip with the the girl that she has co-opted as her, like... <laughs> maidservant except for there's nothing for her to gossip about because nothing happens out here <laughs> yeah absolutely nothing happens out here uh so you, so just you, you do oh. learn that shipments go on wednesday put that in your secrets known <laughs> so just I think a, with that rioting role and like uh, i mean we can do the the role per, for perfunctory sake your charm role but uh get a give it a plus two for your skillful manipulator and beguiling smile Good lord. Uh, I got threes and a nudge for that role. Bella's heart is just not entirely in it. Uh, threes is still really good. Um, so, yeah, um, go ahead and add add in that shipments go on Wednesdays. Um, and you, you don't know what that means, but you know that that's when it happens. I am sure that Bella will definitely be able to use this for something. <laughs> I don't know if that was sarcastic or not. <laughs> um, did did Brandon ever like specify if there were different like measurements of time on Scadrial? I I know that that he picked Scadrial as the most Earth-like, so probably not. I okay. I know there I know definitely there are, he does measure like years and years, but I'm not sure how that. Time is actually yeah, how split weeks up. Work or anything. Wednesdays are a thing on Scadrial, and that's when the shipments go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, I think Roshar has a longer day cycle, but I think Scadrial, he said, was meant to mirror Earth as closely as possible. Yeah, and I, I don't want to get too far into the weeds, but I think Roshar has a shorter year too. Oh, is that how it is? Okay. I'm I'm almost not sure, but um. It, it's something like that, like, or but maybe for, it's a longer year. I think it's like a 1.16 Earth equivalent. That's what it is, because Kaladin's a little older than in Earth years than what it says in the books. Oh. Okay. I just well, remember that it's different. Case, whatever yeah, that's case, for the Scandal Lost Legends of Roshar podcast. There are Wednesdays, damn it, and Wednesdays are the days <laughs> that shipments go out. <laughs> yep, I think Wednesday's got to be the title of this episode. Um, let's move on. <laughs> so uh, everybody assembles back for dinner. Um, there is a very, very large, big old-fashioned farm table in a large room in the main house. And um, 
there's a couple of farmhands who come to eat there, but you can tell it's kind of like a rotating cast and that um, some of the spaces that they might normally have used to bring other farmhands into the main house um, have been taken by the rest of the group. Uh, but Desmond is seated at one side of the table with some of the farmhands, whereas uh, Clytus, you're seated at the other ahead with your group. And a big gap in between? Um, I don't think that there's a big gap in between, but there's, uh, there's like an empty seat. Except on the side Bella's sitting, because that's where her, uh, her, her lady is sitting with her. Do you want to, do we want to name her? Um, She should have a name. Yeah, she should have a name. Okay, did I ever put the names in a separate thing? How about Bernadette? Uh, I kind of like Cheryl. We can go with Cheryl. Spelled how? Yeah, so Cheryl, uh, C-H-E-R-Y-L. I'm not writing it down anywhere because it's not like Bella would remember. <laughs> Bella doesn't care. Um, so Cheryl, Cheryl's gapping the the spread on the that side of the table. Hello, what was that weird sound? Was it? I think that was something in roll twenty. Roll twenty. Yeah, yeah, that was roll twenty. I typed. Cheryl is Lena's servant person. <laughs> that's the, I, that's a great way to describe. <laughs> So a lady in waiting. That's the phrase person. I was looking for. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't remember. Person. I couldn't remember, and I figured that Bella wouldn't care the appropriate term anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're just another one of Bella's people now. <laughs> that's, that's, there are two kinds of people in the, the world: Bella's people and other people. <laughs> Bella's people and enemies. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Bella's people, people who have yet to become Bella's people, and grave enemies. There is yeah. no in between. That sounds about so right. Are, are, are we waiting for the food, or is the food already arrived and we're eating? Um, the food, I would say, has already arrived, and um, Desmond, even though he's not happy, um, doesn't want to give the appearance of being inhospitable. So it is like a, a meal that you recognize Clytus is a little above and beyond. Um, like there's a healthy uh, healthy cut of different kinds of, uh, you know, the stores that normally would be sent out. And so um, it is like a, a larger feast than would normally be present. Desmond, I appreciate you whipping out the good stuff in spite of uh, showing up out of nowhere. Hospitality is much appreciated. Yeah, this stuff is absolutely amazing. <laughs> yeah, Delicious. Well, I do have a name to uphold. The Logan household is not going to be accused of being inhospitable by any means. It's the Logan Roadhouse! <laughs> <laughs> Clytus very slowly and turns to Finn with a deadpan look on his face. And then just oh, no, that was, very that was quietly out of says, That was just a realization Zach made. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought you were having Finn say it. <laughs> nope, that was entirely me. <laughs> Catch me frantically Googling because this is not a thing in Canada. It's just a it's just a local steakhouse. <laughs> oh yeah, the Texas Roadhouse. I recognize the Roadhouse part. I don't remember the rest of the name. Yeah, there's only like two of them in our area. 
Yeah, I know. This, I know. There's, oh, that's not. We're, we've gotten into the weeds too many times. We can't get into the weeds on skate. <laughs> not again. Stop it. Not again. <laughs> <laughs> I I blame Zach. <laughs> that that one was entirely my fault. I'm sorry. I it I it, it came to me and I and I couldn't contain it. Continue, please. Well, as my late great pappy always used to say, uh, guest well treated is a guest prepared to return the favor. Wouldn't it technically be both of your late great pappies, or no? Is that not how this thing works? No, I'm his cousin, idiot. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm not sure if Pappy. Oh, yeah, you did tell me Pappy was father. My my mistake. Continue. Yeah. Yeah. Brother to my late great Pappy, who uh, he's also passed away. So we're pretty much what we got. You uh. Got any idea how long you're going to be here, Clytus? Well, unfortunately, no. We kind of got put on some wanted posters back in Ellendale. We need to keep our heads low for a while. Unspecified while. Technically, there were wanted posters outside of Ellendale, too. Okay. Wanted posters in and out of Ellendale. Any trouble going to follow you here? Oh no, we took care of that. It's possible, but you don't. We'll take care of it if they show up. Don't you worry on that account. Well, uh, probably for the best. You're here at least for a week or two. Don't know how long it's going to take to send word out to the to the bosses, and uh, how long it'll take for them to send someone out. Let us know what uh what we should do about all this. But uh, I don't know if uh you if you. Do, how much do they know, Cladis? Like, I know that I don't know much, <laughs> but I don't know how much they know. And I'm, oh, man, this is just so complicated now. She never they, should have brought them here. Calm, calm down, Desmond. You know what? I can honestly tell you that I know about as much as, about much less than you know about much lesser <laughs> than. Cladis, is this one just dumb? I take offense to that, Desmond. Finn is actually quite a bright individual, although he may not appear to be on time to time. Social graces aren't. I'm sorry if you're not one of his. But like, what? You are you speaking high imperial out the roughs or something? you, You know I don't mess with any of that. That stuff just makes my head spin. Now, Desmond. They know what they need to know. They know that uh, the the mob sends me out to go deal with troublesome individuals that happen to also be in trouble with the law so we can collect money on the more righteous front. And we just happen to have work along the same path and uh, decided to join forces. And we also just happen to be troublesome individuals and... You know, signals got mixed, things happened, we fixed an election, things happened. We we took a blow down in uh, Rashikin, should make it a little easier for us to move in. I mean, you know I'm not doing, trying to figure out the strategy, I just don't know, like, 
I you you folks, I hope that you've got your your stuff your pro- under control. That's your problem, Desmond. You you worry so much about the rules that you get up tight. Like if you if you want to be compartmentalized, that's fine. But then if you're going to get worried about what's uncompartmentalized, I mean, you kind of have to pick a road. You remember that time that your pappy and my pappy took us out when there were new, uh, new steed, new, new head of cattle being born. He told each of us to pick one and name one. Yeah. You remember what happened to those cows? Yes. All I'm saying is that if you led these folks to die here and there's trouble at the ranch because of that, Listen, Desmond. That's the last straw, Cratus. That's the last straw. I I ain't thirteen no more. Okay, give a thirteen year old uh, calf and you tell it you gotta keep it wrangled and 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 care for it. I I got them hormones going. You know, it's like I don't have time to sit there and babysit a calf. Of course, it's gonna run off and get itself killed. So so wait, am I am I the calf in this analogy? <laughs> Kinda. Bella sips her drink very loudly. <laughs> In fact, on that note, uh, I do believe that Desmond's calf was named Bella. <laughs> As happenstance would occur. Wow, what a charming story. Does that mean yours was named Finn? I really Finn? enjoyed that. Uh, Desmond has like one hand on his forehead at this point, And he looks over at Bella and he says, Look, miss, I'm not trying to be rude. And to be honest, I ain't never had a stomach for any of the nasty business that our business gets into. So, for as long as you're here, you have the hospitality of the Logan household, as much as I'm able to give it. But all I ask is in return, is if Clyde has brought trouble to you, you wait until you're outside of this ranch to give trouble back. And he looks over at Clytus, and I'm asking the same thing at you. I know this is your house. But this is my life. So any trouble that's coming, that trouble happens outside the ranch. Fair enough. I'll see about going into town tomorrow and hire some extra hands to keep watch out so we can take care of any trouble before it gets anywhere close here. I'll I'll worry about the security for the ranch. All I'm saying is that if, if trouble happens... Not necessarily trouble from outside. But if that trouble comes up, maybe I'll find the stomach for it. Hold on just just a minute. We're talking about trouble an awful lot here. What kind of trouble should we be expecting? Um, Desmond gives a uh, long look at Clytus, and then he just stands up from the table and walks away. Well, uh, we we, uh, we do kind of have bounties on our, our head here, Finn. Well, well, there's that, but there's, but I mean, we we kind of dealt with that trouble when you know, uh, we kind of dealt with a, quite a bit of that trouble way back when. I mean, is there any other thing we should be worried about? Hopefully, but they they keep popping up. And if there's one thing I've learned in this line of business as a pursuer, never assume that you've lost their trail, because when there's money involved, people are pretty dog and persistent. I know that I wouldn't be thrown off the trail. I want to add that um, the all the farmhands scattered like as soon as like the confrontation started. So now the table is left with just you three. 
Look, here, here's what it comes down to. Desmond, bless his soul, is, a, as you may have noticed, a little uptight. So, in his mind, if, if we move the furniture a little too far to the left, that's trouble. Now, uh, as, uh, as you're saying that, Finnegan's going to pull the apple out of his pocket and start eating it. <laughs> that's, that's the kind of trouble that, that he's worried about right there. Now, I can, I can handle the uh, smaller transgressions, shall we say. But, uh, uh, well, we do have a reputation for burning things down. So, let's try and avoid doing any of that while we're here. And I think we should be fine. He's just going to be grumpy from time to time. But you don't have to make friends with him. And uh, if need be, we can take our meals at separate times. I mean, I don't, I don't know about your. Ex- I mean, obviously, you're very experienced with Coloss Blooded, but in my experience, a grumpy one's not one you want to be around. Desmond is very much a by the rules kind of guy. You've not noticed. It would be very much against the rules to lay hands on a guest of the Logan household without, well, shall we say, uh, provocation. And who exactly sets these rules? Uh, like I said, you. Long as long as you aren't going out of your way making messes, and as long as you give him a wide berth, eh, I think you'll be just fine. And again, that just sounds like you're dodging the question. Takes a bite of the apple. What's your question, Finn? Who sets these rules that he is so uptight about? The mob. What does? Oh, there's something else going on here besides milk, isn't there? <laughs> well, shipments do go out on Wednesday, Finn. And Clytus very sharply, like, turns, How'd you know that? Darling. <laughs> <laughs> um, Bella, would you have stopped uh, Cheryl from running? Uh, no. Because Cheryl would have tried to scatter. Nah, she, I, I'll let her go this time. <laughs> this time. <laughs> so, when he talked about trouble, it's it's little tidbits like that. So, definitely do not mention that around Desmond, because that would be a little bit of a provocation. Okay, and definitely do not mention that shipments go out on Wednesdays. Is this is going to be another one of those you say situations, isn't it? We shouldn't go out of our way to cause trouble. Have you met me? I don't ever have yes. to go out of my way. It just happens. Well, then maybe we should spend a little more time out in the fields than we do around the the ranch itself. I would rather way. die. Just kill me now. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be a very, very long, very long stay. This was your idea. Just remember that. I may have made a big mistake. Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Clytus just hangs his head and goes silent and just eats in like a sulky expression on his face. Is there a, uh, out of curiosity, is there like a, like roasted pork or anything on the, on the table? Yeah, I imagine that some sort of uh, ham or pork was included in it. Okay, uh, so Finnegan has now finished with the apple, and when he's done, he's going to open up the mouth of the pork and leave the core inside. <laughs> and Clytus just continues eating and, like, shaking his head 
not even looking up. I do want to skip ahead. Um, it de- how much depends on you guys. Um, are there any uh, vignettes that you'd like to do or up to the course of a week out? Um, Finnegan learning how cows are milked. Uh, so yeah, um, go ahead and, um, RP away to your heart's content for that. Um, you're kind of let out, um, it's really, really early in the morning, um, probably about, like, 4 a.m. that you get a knock on the door, and that farmhand that you were talking to the day before, um, comes in and wakes you up and tells you that it's time to, uh, go milk the cows. Really? Wow. How do you guys do this every morning? Oh. Oh. Well, okay. Are you coming or not? Like, I got work to do, man. I gotta get. I gotta get it done. Oh, I'm coming. I'm coming. I'm coming. Just let me put some britches on. And um, he leads you out to the barn where the uh, cows are kept, um, which is separate from the air, the stable where the horses are. And um, there's a couple of cows in there um, with the whole setup with the small stool and the buckets. Um, in the area, and you see that a couple of the cows um, already have farmhands there uh, attending to them, and then there's a cow that is uh, open and waiting for this farmhand to get there. So, do you guys like use buckets, or are there are there like uh, like like how do you collect it? Um, he points out the uh, bucket that's already put there, and then um, he pulls you down um, and sits you in the. Um, in, on the small stool, and then sets the bucket up there, and give me a wits roll to see if you're able to uh, follow his directions. Oh, I'm the one doing this. Okay. Yeah, he's gonna set you up to do it. <laughs> he's like, I don't have to do the chores. <laughs> Finnegan on a field trip. Finnegan on a field trip. <laughs> uh, that is one. Um, you, you do a passable job. You're able to, um, to you know, to get a stream going, but the cow seems to be uncomfortable. And after a couple of tries, um, the guy's just like, "Okay, I, you know, are you done? Can can I get back to my work now?" Do you have any other animals? Um, and we'll cut the scene there. But yeah, he uh, he takes uh, Finn out on all the farm adventures that Finn could possibly want over the <laughs> next week. <laughs> I learn how to wrangle cattle. Butcher something. <laughs> um, I will say that it's a long enough time period. Uh, I'm sorry. Did uh, anybody yeah. else have anything they wanted to do? Uh, well, I, I was going to say the way I'd imagined it is that it's mostly just cattle. They have horses, but pretty much mostly just cattle. Okay. I don't know if you, you had uh, I, other ideas there. Uh, probably uh, um, some pigs as well. Oh, true. Nature's trash disposal. Like a lot of livestock animals. Um, chickens and uh, general food producing animals. Um, Bella is going to (laughs) go out of the way and cause some trouble. (laughs) (laughs) What does Bella have in mind? Um, Bella is going to spend the week uh, getting to know her new best friend Cheryl a little bit better and uh, just kind of like figuring out what her deal is what she's into and like gaining her trust. So it's not as much of a like, Hey, go fetch this for me sort of thing now. Um, Because apparently there is some information to be gained here. 
and she wants to know what it is. So she's going to spend the week just trying to gather information on these shipments that were mentioned and um, just kind of gaining Cheryl's trust in order to get that out of her. Uh, okay, go ahead and give me a charm roll. That was fours and a nudge. Okay, with uh, fours and a nudge and then the uh, fives and a nudge that you had earlier, um, you're able to figure out that she basically knows nothing beyond the farm life. And so um, with that being said, um, she has absolutely nothing to hide from you either. And so, like, if you want information on, like, what's in the shipments, like, pretty much anything that you want to know that she might know, I'll let you know. Okay, uh, yeah, she wants to know what is the deal with the shipments, like, what's in them, and who oversees them, and where they're going. Um, one of Desmond's children, um, the oldest, is the person who is in charge of taking the shipments, um, she's not sure where exactly that those shipments head to other than it's further into the uh, roughs and that there's kind of an established trail um, going from the back of the ranch that way, which is where the shipments come and go from. And the shipments are basically all of the uh, food products that are created at the ranch sent out on a weekly basis. Seems like a weird thing to be a secret, but all right. Um, yeah, that's, um, the, most of the information that she wants to know. Uh, are there any other salacious goings on (laughs) in the, in the farm or around the farm? Um, there's not really much that happens here. Um, you learn that the crew is on kind of a rotation where they'll spend, um, a year or a season there. Uh, at the farm and then the next season they'll have uh, with all of their income that they've made the ability to go out and live somewhere else and then choose to come back or not um, with the with the caveat that they're sworn to not tell the location of the ranch to anybody who doesn't already know it Mm. totally normal so um the uh the the big thing about the um where, where was my train of thought going on this um, oh, so the big thing about Desmond is that he does not like drama at the ranch. And so there's not a lot going on because there, if there is something going on, then Desmond puts a stop to it in a way that makes nobody happy. <laughs> oh, he's so boring. Bella instantly dislikes him. <laughs> uh, he, he has an absolute strict no-nonsense attitude. Okay, um, if Cheryl is interested, Bella will spend a lot of time, like, dropping the tea on goings-on within the city and other areas, because that's the sort of thing that she, (laughs) she deals a lot with, so. (laughs) Oh yeah, she, Cheryl will, like, give you the wrapped, wide-eyed, like, uh, because she, she comes back here every year. Um, she's around like 20, 21, but she makes such good money working at the ranch, um, doing very light work because she just maintains the house that she's never brought herself to actually stay away from it. Um, and so like, she doesn't even leave during the winter. She just stays there full time. And so all of the things that you're telling her just kind of like the, the more you talk, the wider her eyes get. Yeah, that's pretty much uh, Bella's week. She just spends the whole time manipulating this poor girl and wrapping Cheryl around <laughs> her finger. 
<laughs> and doing a very good job of it. Um, Clytus, is there anything that you want to get up to in the week's time? Uh, Clytus will basically just be helping out on the ranch, doing the chores that he used to do back in the day, and trying to, um, try, trying to ease a little bit of the irritation from Desmond through putting in some good old hard work. And uh, I, go I, ahead and give me a charm roll plus one for deceptively lapidaceable. Alrighty. Mm, just two nudges, so I'm going to re-roll. I got twos and a nudge. Uh, with twos and a nudge, um, you're not able to get Desmond to warm up to you at all, but you do notice that like some of your antics around the ranch um, tend to bring up some of the morale. And while he himself isn't going to participate in any sort of, like, the weird little nonsense that Clytus likes to do, like, scaring people, um, he doesn't have a problem with that sort of thing when it makes people, like, work more efficiently. And so he does kind of, like, when he sees you, like, joking with somebody and somebody walk away, like, laughing and smiling, you do see that he gives you, like, a little nod of respect. Like, he acknowledges that that's a good thing for the for the crew. Cool. Um, the other thing I wanted to do is uh, do a little role play about service. I don't know if we're doing if Sunday is the survivorist service, but I wanted to showcase my ideas for the barn. Oh sure. So I I don't know if if Bella or Finn would attend. We're uh, Finnegan's a survivorist, so yeah. Bella's also a survivorist. This is just team survivor. <laughs> okay, uh, I I knew that. I just wasn't sure if they'd be into the service. So so come come Sunday, um, there's there's like uh, these rolling partitions, like you'll see in like you know meeting rooms, to kind of section off the animals uh, and make make room in the middle where you know chairs are all sat up, and they have a, a traveling preacher that comes in and and gives a talk, and the the roof of the church is actually designed to open up and roll down kind of like a convertible to let the mists kind of float above everyone if they're present as the preacher, you know, gives his talk and, and spreads the good word of the survivor. And there's a very prominent survivor's spear uh, that's, that's permanently installed kind of at the, the head of the inside wall of the barn where everyone is is sat facing while the preacher, you know, gives gives his uh, sermon. That's that's all I wanted to say about it. Um, I think that it would probably be Desmond who um, gives a gives like the homily or whatever the equivalent would be, and it's nothing eloquent, but he uh, tells a story about. Um, an animal that got stuck in a fence this week and how um, by the time he had gotten there, it had already dug itself about 50% of the way out. And so how, um, how he thinks that it's great to see the survivor work even through the animals. And then he also uses that time after to kind of like give announcements about what's going on on the ranch this week. And so he takes care of some business afterwards, and I imagine you guys kind of filter out as that's going on. Clytus will stick around for it, because he's trying to be a, a good little boy this time. 
Yeah, and there's there's nothing really interesting just um talking about like production numbers, about um certain pests that he saw in this corner of the field. Um, you know, just just like you know, the things that he wants the people to be aware of and work on. Um uh, anything else before we jump forward? That's it for Clytus. Alright, um, so it's been about a week, week and a half, we'll say, that you guys have been here when um, Desmond approaches Clytus and asks him to get everybody together because um, the representative is going to be arriving um, later that day. Alright, Clytus goes and spreads the word. Finn, Bella, we got a... Uh... We got people coming, so... What does that mean? People like people we have to punch and fight people, or... People like, uh... Pe- let's stay on the good side so they look the other way. So who exactly are these people? They are representatives of the mob. People who I take my commissions from and who keep my brother well paid for his services. You're using these words, the mob, real liberally, and I'm not entirely sure if I've got a grasp on what that exactly means. Like, the mob this, the mob that, but who exactly is the mob? Uh, I would say, Bella, that in this case, <laughs> maybe the less you know, better. You uh, pinches super gang speech from episode two. I, I've never really taken that well, and you know that if you say something like that, I'm going to have to start digging. And you don't want me to start digging, Clytus. She's got claws for the digging. Well, Bella, you know that the mob basically has it, has its hands in all kind of business all around Ellendale, correct? There it is again, the mob. Yes. The mob. Everyone knows the mob. Or as certain as certain people would say, certain institutions. That's, that's, that's what they go by. Uh, here at the ranch, Desmond provide, well, you know that they employ lots of co-laws, correct? <laughs> yeah. And, Clytus points to himself as, like, pointing out the obvious, lots of Coloss involved in the mob. Let's just say that Coloss get very hungry and someone needs to feed them. You understand why that might be something important? Something that they might be worried about? Other people knowing where they get the food for? That makes a lot of sense. But why Wednesdays? Finn, I don't know. It's always been Wednesdays. I don't care why it's Wednesdays. The point is, they are very sensitive about people knowing the location of where they get the food and the exact nature of this establishment. So it would be a good idea to stay on the good side because we are already wanted by one set of the law. And I would prefer to keep my current employers as they pay very well. And it's thanks to them... They will help if we can keep on the good side. They will help us stay under the radar, and allow us to remain here unmolested. Well, I mean, uh, I mean, are you are you entirely sure about that? Because I mean, me and Bella have kind of had uh, run-ins uh, with the mob. I know. The past. That's that's particularly why I'm saying let's just. Let's just keep things cool, 
and stay on the good side and we'll be fine. Narrator voice. They will not be fine. <laughs> <laughs> they will be anything but fine. <laughs> and if no one else says anything, Clytus is just going to leave and head to said meeting with the representatives. Um, how imposing should I look? None. Got it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Unassuming for the win. <laughs> um, so you're led to a uh, small room in the house where there's a smaller table um, that's been set up. Um, you can see that like it's kind of been cleared out for this meeting. And um, Desmond leads you guys in there and sits you down there. There's one seat opposite of you. Um, you're you're kept in there for just a couple of minutes before um, somebody opens the door. And it's a very large, broad-shouldered looking man with kind of sandy brown hair. And he's wearing a very, very sharp suit um, and very stylish shoes, like the latest fashions out of uh, Ellendale. And he comes over. And he sits down across from you, um, and he looks over at uh, Bella, because um, Bella, I imagine you're sitting in the middle? Yeah, probably. Yeah, so he looks across towards Bella, and he extends a hand out um, and says, Hello, I'm Griffith. Griffith Christophori. I believe you knew my brother Thadriel. And as he extends his hand forward... Uh, you can see on his right wrist there is a brand of a crescent moon. And I think hmm. we're going to go ahead and stop it there. Hmm. I was going to say that it's, that guy is very lucky he doesn't have a wrist. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Griffith. <laughs> Griffith <laughs> Very nice to meet you. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, it's, uh, been a lot of fun. Uh, this was, uh, an episode went a little longer, but I think we have all had a lot of fun with it. And, uh, we'll be back in two weeks time with some juicy, juicy secrets. And some juicy, juicy apples. And pigs. Bye. Thanks for listening. Juicy. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Mistborn and all related properties are owned by Brandon Sanderson and Dragonsteel Entertainment. The Mistborn Adventure Game, the Alloy of Law Supplement, and the Masks of the Past Supplement are owned by Crafty Games. Special thanks to Steve Argyle for letting us use his artwork for the logo, and to Boardroom Design for putting the logo together for us. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr, and YouTube at LLOS Podcast, or join our Discord community. We hope that you'll give us a 5-star review on iTunes or whatever podcast provider you use. And make sure you tell a friend who loves Brandon Sanderson. Thanks for listening. Tune in next time. So I just have a quick sidebar. Uh, so I accidentally logged myself into LLOS Mixed Cast where we did the... Uh... <laughs> Anthony is still logged into that. Anthony is still logged into that. <laughs> He's still logged into that. <laughs> oh, that's too funny. <laughs> Oh, no. Close your browser tabs, Anthony. <laughs> oh, gosh.